Chung. Bum 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 bum. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Wine One and One from Once Upon a Time podcast. I'm Lo. And I'm Dee. And welcome to A Bad Time. For those of you joining us for the first time, we are watching through ABC's Once Upon a Time episode by episode, season by season, so you don't have to. As we dive through this journey, we're talking about plot points, characters, questions, concerns, comments, all of the above. So with that, a good caveat for you all, there will be spoilers. Spoilers ahead. If that's not something you're into, come back later, I guess. There's the door, but like it's revolving. Please come back. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We want you to come back. But if you don't want to be spoiled, we will spoil everything for you. We will ruin the show for you. That is our goal. Uh, Yeah, it's one of those things. um, When we say spoilers, we're not just talking about spoilers for the episode. No, the whole fucking show. The whole show. We've been watching this show for 11 years now. Yeah, it'll be 11 years now. And, uh... That means we've seen this whole show. This whole this show is part of why we became best friends, which is... Yeah. It's part of our lexicon, unfortunately. It is an indictment on our friendship, I think. Yeah. But... No, it's not a good thing. It's not a mark of pride. Yeah. It's a... Shame. Just a fact that we have to live it's with. Shame is what that is. Precisely. So we know the show mostly backwards and forwards. Except for, you know, I don't know, season f- five, six? I don't season know what happens in season six. Season three, part A, because we despise Neverland <laughs> with a fucking passion. Because I've seen it three times, and that was three times too many. It's true. It's true. Like, I've seen it a lot. I just black out every time and forget right. about it. I feel like Regina puts a memory spell on me every time we get out of mem- Neverland yes. to be like, don't, don't, it's not you even do, worth don't, your don't time. Get up. No. Just forget about it. Just don't, don't do it. It's fine. If you have anything you would like to say or, you know, send when it comes to, I don't know. I, st- I still would like gold on aerial silks. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I think we deserve it at this point. <laughs> but in any case, if you have any thoughts or comments, or anything, you can find us on Instagram at wine, wine, and one. The beverage comes first as our podcast name. And Correct. then you can find us at Gmail. Same thing. Yeah. But at gmail.com. Yeah. Send us, send us stuff. Come hang out. It's a weird time. It is a weird time. Nobody said good. I work so hard on those posts. They're my favorite. I... It occurs to me we've used Emperor's New Groove like 15 times and I'm not even going to apologize for it because I don't care. There's nothing wrong with us. No. Nothing. Except we have one, we have exactly one brain cell. (laughs) Right. And it's currently being brainwashed by Regina, so. Correct. Correct. Uh, As Lo and I watched through, since we've seen it so many times, we're focusing on specific things to try to, you know, keep us focused and from going slowly insane. Now we get to go quickly insane, yeah. so it's better. <laughs> As we watch, I'm looking for three things in particular. I'm looking at magic beans and that kind of final count. We keep being told magic beans are the only solution and we have none left. And then an episode later, we find a magic bean suddenly. So many magic beans. So I'm keep 
lots, lots of beans. I'm keeping track of that. Similarly, town curses. Just because I'm curious how many times this town befalls a curse. It's a lot of times. It's more times than you would think. Yeah, considering they call it like the final curse. So many times. There's a fuck ton of final curses. It's a lot. It's a lot of, they keep going with final as their descriptor. Yes. And that's a problem. Correct. It is a problem. It becomes a, a plot deterrent <laughs> that they don't know how to work away from. Uh, lastly, I'm also really contemplating and questioning Emma's superpower. She has a superpower that she claims boldly that she can tell when someone is lying. I'm curious how often it fails. A great question. A great question. It's not good. No, no and it's, it's not good. Too many times for a superpower. I will tell you that for free right now. Correct. Yep, yep. How about you? What are you paying attention to? Uh, as we are watching, first of all, I am deep in the lore trying to make the definitive charming family tree. I recognize that other people have done this, but I would like to do it for myself. So, And to torment me so you can send me upsetting I things do, throughout the I week. I do enjoy doing that. That That is the perk of this particular little thing is so, slowly like little familial relationships will dawn on me. And then Dee gets really upsetting texts. Because I'm upset. That's why they're upsetting. They, I, I, I react the way the text reads. Yeah, exactly. It's great. Oh, no. Uh, and other than that, I wanted to keep track of all of the relationships on the show. Romantic entanglements, if you will. Mm, spicy. You know, who's married, who's engaged, who's dated, who's slept together, who's kissed. Who's just had really weird tension a bunch of times and like you kind of feel like they had the subtext there. It was all it was it's in the text somewhere, but mm -hmm. someone was a coward somewhere, so it didn't happen or it just didn't fit yep. into the show at the time. Uh, so we have our three strike rule, which means three separate areas of tension that is consensually returned. Somehow. Yes. It's, it, yes. It, it can be like enemies to lovers tension. Yeah. But it does have to be like returned. It can't just be like somebody. Yes. It can't just be Hook making gross comments. No. that He's the reason we made the rule because we realized <laughs> it's not going to work. Exactly. Um, with three episodes, three moments of tension, that gets you on the fuck fern. That's what we call it. The fuck fern. There was wine involved. That's the fun. That's just there a, oh, there often is. <laughs> I don't know if you could tell that from the name of the podcast, but we like wine around here. Just a hair. All versions of it. Yeah. Whining and wine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of whining, how are you? What's new? Uh, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, it's we're recording on a weird night, so we are. It's a, we, we it's a Thursday, everyone. Yeah. Usually it's wine, wine, and Wednesdays, but now it's thine, thine, and Thursday. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well done. Well done with your voice, <laughs> pHs. Um, I I will have more accents for you soon. Don't can't worry. Wait. That was a, a really fun time, I will say. <laughs> Greatly enjoyed it. So no complaints here. Um, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. You know, we're getting close to the holidays, so... Yeah. It's both exciting and very stressful. Yes. But 
Yes, it is. My Christmas shopping is done. So that's exciting. Yay. I just have to wrap everything. It's fine. That's exciting. This this episode's going to come out on Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Whoa. This episode comes out on Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> if you celebrate Merry Christmas Merry and everything. not Happy Sunday. Yeah. Merry everything, everyone. Merry everything. But that's actually a good point. Uh, you won't be hearing for us for a few weeks. We're going to be with family, hanging out. Yep. Doing some fam stuff, but we'll be back in the new year. Hanging out together. I'll, well, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll record together when I'm in town. I think we should. As a treat. We haven't done it in a minute. I know. I think we should. I think we should, too. But all that to say, I will post when we are going to be back mm-hmm. and in action and all that good stuff. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yep. Uh, how um, are you? But yeah. I'm good-ish. Good with an ish. Just a busy day. Weird mm-hmm. days. The Reader's Digest is in the span of four hours. I had a coworker put in her put in her two weeks notice and then retract it. I did I don't I don't feel it's something you walk back. No, no, I don't I don't think you're allowed to do that. But she did. It's important for me that everyone knows this is not the same coworker that said I was too old to know what Taco Tuesday is. I have some weird coworkers. Yeah. Yeah. You do. But my, my, I have some other, I have some really nice coworkers too, because they could tell I was sad and stressed and bought me really fancy dice. That's nice. It was really nice. They bought me gemstone dice and then I used them and I still rolled below a 10. So the curse upon my current D&D campaign (laughs) continues. It's rough. A curse upon thee. Yes. A pox upon thee. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, that's all good. What are you drinking? Uh, I have a rosé this week. We've I've gone back to my roots. Good. I feel like I I feel like I started the podcast because we started recording in like summer with like rosé, yeah. and then I went on a chardonnay is, kick, and then I went real rogue last the last couple weeks. Well, that was that was a birthday treat for me that I then delayed by a month because yeah. of everything. Yeah, exactly. I well, we, well, I've gone rogue twice now with the red wine and the gin and that's tonic. That's true. Like, oh, that's we just had a weird, weird vibe. I've been I've been roguish, so you know. Well, I guess that's something I've been doing lately. Um, I've been playing Hades, which ooh, I did not know that I liked roguelike games um, because I have been your very stereotypical like cozy gamer, like yeah, no stress. Let me just run around a little valley. Let me just find my fake family and take care of my fake village. Yeah. Please. Um, no, I enjoy beating the shit out of things and um, yeah, getting yep, better. I really appreciate like how validated I feel, which is really sad. No, no, but, but it's important. Well, yeah. Like, oh my gosh. It's like every time you get a little further and you're like, oh, I feel good about this. I'm, I'm getting thing. better. Um, so I'm glad you have wine because, because of my weird stressful day, uh, I decided that... I should just stick to water. Well, anyway, should we see whatever this is? Sure. Why not? This episode's called The Evil Queen. Okay. So Disney Plus says about season two, episode 20, Regina attempts to put a plan in motion that will transport herself and Henry back to fairy tale land. Meanwhile, the evil queen asks Rumpelstiltskin to transform her into an unrecognizable peasant in order to kill Snow White. As accurate as you can get. I have no complaints there. As always, I have my qualms with fairy tale land. This time it is one word, fairy tale land. 
okay, I have one complaint. <laughs> I, I have to stop craving the consistency because I'm not going to get it. I know. We just, we have to move on from this, but I never will, so. No, never. Oh, well. Yeah, we just get to live with this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, we do. Okay, well. Are you ready to take, have some wine, get prepared? I, yep, I will take a little sip and then we can cheers. There we go. I can't help cheers today because I have a plastic I cup because I have a hope. child. Cheers your plastic cup, bitch. <laughs> Cheer. <laughs> Just a slightly damp Flunk. rump. <laughs> Is that it. good for you all? I thought so. I think so. All right. Well, hopping in to season two, episode 20. Like you said, this is called The Evil Queen. It was written by Jane Espenson. We've seen her before. She wrote The Miller's Daughter. And I don't know if we mentioned it last time, but she wrote The Reigning Lorelei on Gilmore Girls. That was one of her episodes, which is the oh. episode where Richard's mom dies. Yes. It's a good episode. Right. Like, some, she's got some credentials here. Um, and yeah. then it was also written by Christine Boylan, who wrote Tallahassee and Tiny. Um, and then it was directed by Gwyneth Horder Payton, who directed The Stranger yeah, and tracks. The Queen is Dead, which is like, these are some heavy hitters, number one, episode-wise. Uh-huh. Also, all-female team, Solid. Love it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Vibing. Love that for everyone involved. This is an insane episode, though, so... It, it is. Maybe that's just the energy we needed to bring. Correct. It's not... It, it's as it should be for this episode. Right, yeah, it's just... It's interesting. All right. We open up in Storybrooke, where Tamara and Greg are holding Hook hostage in the clock tower that nobody no, no. managed to fix. <laughs> no, no. We open with the lights off in the clock tower, and the first thing we hear on our screen is Hook saying, I prefer it with the lights right, off. Right, right. Of course. Of course. Because this man can't be on screen for more than three seconds without saying something gross. Correct. We can't even see his face first to, like, soften the blow. So no. he prefers it with the lights on. Uh, lights come on. Tamara and Greg are holding him hostage in the clock tower that uh, has no glass in the clock because, remember, Johanna got tossed out the fucking window. (laughs) She did. Also, Greg's a newsie. He is a newsie in this, yeah. Yeah. And at some point, he he looks at him and goes, it's over, Hook. I have the high high ground. ground. (laughs) This is a joke that has a lot of layers, and we don't have time to get into it for you all. No, this this cannot be explained. (laughs) Pretty sure this is, we made the same reference in season one. Probably. Probably. Anyhow. Anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. Greg's a newsie. He is a newsie. Um, is he a dancing newsie or is he a stand and sing newsie and then he clap awkwardly in the back? Is, he is the Jack Kelly, not in that he has a main character, but in that he has a big role to play, but can't actually do what's required of a main principal on Broadway. So every time there's a dance number, he runs to the back of the stage. So he's a Dan DeLuca. No, yeah. sorry, <laughs> I, you're yeah. very, you're a very talented man. I'm, I'm teasing D mostly. Yeah, no, no, it, it's because I have a video of him 
talking to me about his arms and calling them his Deluke arms because on Tumblr I used to make lots of references to that. That's what will be on my grave when I die one day. Oh, it will. I'll insure it. <laughs> I'll be a 97-year-old lady being like, you need to put Deluke arms on her grave. <laughs> I can't wait. It's great. I mean, that assumes we don't die on the same day. Um, well, no, you're you're dying first, so I can go down at your funeral playing all I do is oh, win right, loudly. Of, We've discussed oh, right. this. So this is going to be an interesting combination. I'm going to have to go, like, <laughs> in, rewrite your will, die so you can do all I do is win, and then you're going to have to go. That leaves you have a plan. That's Perfect. nice. I feel better knowing it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, anyhow, they are holding Cook hostage in the broken clock tower, and they're like, hey... We have a job for you. And they, he says, nah, I already killed Mr. Gold. My life's ambition is complete. I don't even want to deal with this. And then Tamara says. He's actually playing All I Can Is Win in the background. Yeah, it's really it's ironic really that funny. we mentioned that. Yeah, he goes full, like, <laughs> making it rain with cash. Tricky because uh-huh. of the hook. Um, <laughs> it's really difficult. He destroys a lot of currency. <laughs> I'm worried about the economic situation in store. <laughs> Or it will get Midas to break it. Or gold can break it. Oh, uh, shit. You right. So Tamara says she wishes she could have seen it when he, you know, killed Mr. Gold. But also, um, Mr. Gold is alive. And, like, they hold up his telescope. And we see Gold and Lacey walk through the town square looking very cozy and happy. Mm. Well, that's because it's the healthiest relationship has ever been. I was going to say, probably because they're the happiest they've ever been. <laughs> so Hook's pissed, obviously, because he murdered Gold, but he's not yeah. dead. And Greg says he won't ever get a chance to kill Mr. Gold unless he helps them, because now, obviously, Gold has his magic back. He's back in Storybrooke. And Tamara knows how to kill magical creatures, um, and we know that that is to, I guess, tase them to death? Yeah. The murder tase. A magical murder tase. Uh-huh. So they will help Hook if Hook helps them find Greg's dad because and Hook's like, well, how can I possibly help you find this man I've never met? And he's, they're like, oh, no, no, no. You know the woman that we suspect murdered him or, you know, like has him. Yeah. Um, you know Regina. Which, how do they know that? That was my question. How do they know that? Why do they know that? They have a superpower. Oh, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's called the Home Office. Yeah, fuck that. (laughs) Fuck the Home Office. Fuck the Home Office. Fuck the Home Office. We then get a flashback to the Enchanted Forest where the Evil Queen and co. are searching a cottage for Snow White but realize that it's empty. She's fled. So the Queen calls all the villagers in this village to her. She thinks that someone has tipped off Snow White. And that's why she ran. Important important note. She calls each and every one of her guards by name so like cool. throughout this episode. She knows all of them. She calls one She knows Berkeley. them all. Claude was not the exception. He's the rule. He's the rule. Regina knows every guard's name. She calls, like, several people by their name in this episode. Pro- like, which is impressive, because they have, you can barely see their faces. Mm-hmm. So she knows, like, by their stature, who's who, mm-hmm. which 
really is all you can hope for in a boss. I mean, you are like, (laughs) they know who you are, know who your families are. Remember your name. (laughs) Really, she's a a really reasonable employer. Right, like, she's, I mean, at this point, I, you know, I think if, as long as you're happy to take on a little risk of murder, like, if you just plead her. Murder on the side. I mean, she seems like the kind of boss who knows when your kids' birthdays are. Probably gives you, like, Thanksgiving off, if you ask. Yeah. You know, as long as it doesn't interfere with her evil plans, sure. Yeah. Unlimited pay time off. As long she as- encourages you to t- use your PTO. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, um... Great boss Regina is mad because nobody will say anything. So she commands her henchmen to uh, kill them all with no mercy. Like I said, she's a really great employer. She really, she trusts her. She doesn't micromanage, you know, she knows they can do a task without her. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Has never done anything wrong in her life. No, never. Not even. Not even once. In Storybrooke, we are at the dock. We zoom in suspiciously on this old fisherman who Dee absolutely thought had been murdered at one point. We did kill a fisherman or turn him into a fish or something. We did something to a fisherman. I, I, probably Regina or Cora turned, um, yes, we did because I think Cora got, when Cora arrived, turned a a man Mm -hmm. into a fish and or something. Yeah, because he was like, oh, cool boat. And she was like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You will not be referring to me at all. (laughs) Do not perceive me, peasant. Exactly. In any case, Mary Margaret and David are sitting, having a weird bench date at the dock. Yeah. They've got a blanket and like some soup in a thermos, I guess. Or like some coffee in a thermos. In any case. Weird thing. They're debating whether or not they should bring Regina back with them to the Enchanted right. Forest. They're having a whole conversation about second chances and how she deserves a second chance. Yeah, well, and so David says, no, she's too dangerous. Like, we've tried. She has never right. taken a second chance before. And Mary Margaret says, well, Henry would want her to come. So David suggests a third option, which is not a second chance, but they'll give her a choice. You can either stay in Storybrooke or you can come back to the Enchanted Forest, but you are going to live in Rumpelstiltskin's cell. Live out the, her days yes. in the cell. Like, it's not like there's a end to that. No. It's, it's, you, you can be alone forever or be alone forever in a jail cell. Right, where sometimes maybe somebody might look at you. Probably not, because we hate you and your lasagna. Right, and also we're not going to let Henry go visit you, so. So it's not a choice. It's not a choice that they have created. Correct. They walk off, and the old fisherman who was nearby walks away and reveals that, no, it's not an old fisherman who was once turned into a fish. It's Regina who has disguised herself. beans. She overheard the whole thing. And it's one of... She just followed... Them? I guess. Like, I, what? I don't. <laughs> she saw them on a date and was like, I'm bored. You know I'm what? I'm going to third gonna wheel this. <laughs> Let me go ahead and third wheel this. Yeah. Also, it is the scene. It's a very famous blooper from yeah. the uh, 
from the DVDs, which when she, because she, like, turns back into herself and goes, a jail cell, I don't think so. And it's, there is a very famous, famous blooper of Lana Perea going very, very kind of New York on it. Uh, uh, I don't think so. It's very funny. Look it up. It's good. I'll I'll try to find it and link it. No promises, because YouTube's a weird spot, and sometimes you can't find things. But if I can, I'll I'll post it. Yeah, it's a great time. It's a great time. We go back to the Enchanted Forest. We're doing a lot of switching back and forth. This yes episode. It's a lot of like one scene and then mm-hmm. whole new realm. In the Enchanted Forest, the Queen returns to her palace to find Rumpelstiltskin there, and she's just mad that he's there and mad that all the peasants are loyal to Snow White, even though she's the one who offers them riches. And Rumpel says, hey, you know, it's kind of hard to be loyal to an evil queen who slaughters a whole village. And Regina says, I'm not evil. I love her. I want her confidence. She's the best. Love her so much. She says Snow is the evil one. Okay. And all of the villagers think Regina's evil because of Snow's lie. Now, this is interesting because I feel like it's the scene from the Santa Claus one where Neil goes, he's pulling us into his delusions. (laughs) (laughs) And that I feel like we all get to go on this journey of insanity with Regina. It's great. It's so much fun. Because according to Regina, once Snow White is dead, everyone will see how benevolent she is, says the woman oh, naturally. who's just ordered an entire village slaughtered wholesale. Yep. So Regina asks Rumpel to teach her Cora's shape-shifting spell, because that's the thing that Cora apparently could do, which we know she could, but... Right. Very... Uh, a nice callback, I think. And... Yeah. He says it took Cora a month to learn it. So Regina says, well, fuck that. Uh, you do the spell for me instead, which you gotta love an impatient queen. Yeah. I think he says in four days, like, she'll be able to, like, transform a pinky or something something innocuous. Exactly. Like, oh, maybe after four days you will have accomplished nothing, but you're not gonna change your appearances. Calm down. Right. Which, I mean, I understand that you're hot on the trail. But at the same time, revenge is a be- dish best are served cold. Mm-hmm. So, surely... Sit on it, babes. We're some month. fun stuff. You've got a month to figure it out. Yeah. You can track her back down. But no. No, no. I also don't no. like, because this gives us more, like, rumpled Cora lore and how long their weird relationship may have been. I don't like it. <laughs> At least a week. Thank God, they're, you know, not... It, well, at least a month, because he said it took Cora a month to learn it. Oh, no, you're at least a month. Oh, no. Which is what... That was part of why it was weird to me, because it was Cora took a month, but in a week you might, you know, be able to change your hair. Different time frames. It wasn't like he was saying, eh, well, this was hard for Cora. Because I think maybe the implication was, well... We weren't. I wasn't teaching her locks. I was too busy engaging in lots of lots of animal sex with her. Like just rants. Like just raw, pure animalistic. 
sex. I'm so, so I could glad not you properly. threw an animalistic rather than just animal sex. <laughs> I had to clarify what I was getting at. He is the beast. So, so. <laughs> Anyhow, Rumple basically kind of says he'll do it. He gives her a little bit of flack and says, you know, if I do that for you, you won't be able to use your magic while you're in disguise for some reason that we don't really ever explain. But because for he, whatever he, reason. I, he chooses it that way. He that's, he says there's no price, but he's baked a price into the spell he's going to choose. Oh, there's a price. There is a price. Because, so he says, hey, once you've killed Snow White, call. And he's the only person who can turn her back once the magic occurred. Because again, Regina won't have her magic for some reason. Fine, I don't, I don't care. That can be the rule of your spell. That's fine. But it is weird that it's not like it's because you're a different person or something, right? And so he like starts to the spell, and then Regina's like, wait, wait, wait. What's your price? There's always a price with you. What's your price? And he says, oh, you know, it's it's nothing big. I just need you to cut off all trade with King George's kingdom. Interesting. Which I did appreciate because this, of course, implies that the, you know, a loss of that much trade, we can assume they're doing a lot of trade together, leads to an economy having problems in King George's kingdom that Mm -hmm. later means James, the prince is seeking ways to make money, which will get him killed, which will make George find David, which will make David meet Snow White. Voila. Why don't we do this more often where it's, Oh yeah, that's, that's a little piece of the puzzle that he's been putting together this whole time. This psychomaniac. I love him. It's great. I wish we did it more. Uh-huh. Regina says, fine, whatever. That that works for me. Because she does not have the gift of foresight and eyeball hands. So. Eh, what are you going to do? He casts the spell and Regina looks completely different when she looks in the mirror. She calls herself. She says, as about as royal as a potato, I believe. Is it royal or regal? Regal, perhaps. Yes. One of the two. We were saying both because we couldn't remember in the moment. It was wonderful in any case. But there's a potato involved. There, That's all I care about. The potato is the important part of that. Yes. Rumpelstiltskin warns her that a queen amongst the peasants might not like what she hears. And she's adamant. She says, I will be so loved and so adored. And everyone will hate Snow White at the end of this all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Her delusion, the is it her delusions go so far that it's impressive, and I love that. Yeah, I mean it really create your own happiness, babes. Exactly. If only you know you could create your own happiness in other ways. Nope. Nope. This is it. Back in Storybrooke, Regina and Henry meet up in like the town square where there's or in Granny's yard. There's many birdhouses. I bird think it's houses. supposed to be outside the schoolhouse, and that's why there's bird feeders and birdhouses, because that's Who's like the schoolyard. say? Because it's Granny's fence. But mm. it, I, it, 
we don't get a location other than it's no. out and about in town. And also there's lots of birdhouses because that's all we learn in school. Yep. Regina shows him a magic bean because at the end of last episode, remember she found the field of magic the beans field. that everybody was growing. So she's taken a magic bean and she tells him that Mary Margaret and David are planning to take him to the enchanted forest, but haven't told him yet. And they're planning on leaving her behind. And he's very much a 10-year-old, 11-year-old. Excuse me, he yelled his age. Mm -hmm, He did. And says, well, maybe they just didn't tell you yet. Like an 11-year-old. Yeah. I don't want to call the child a name, but no, sir. No. No. (laughs) Babe, no. Babe, no. She she says that they only see the evil in her, and this bean will be her way to go back and start start fresh. She's going to use the fail-safe that apparently was built into the curse. Sure. That's basically Uh a self-destruct button. How clever of her. I love that this is the first we're hearing of it. Yep. This fail-safe button, the self-destruct button, will make it so everybody who's left in Storybrooke will die. And for some reason, she thinks the answer to when Henry says, well, what would this bat do to everybody left in Storybrooke? She thinks the answer to that is to tell him, well, they will die. (laughs) Well, small child, my son. I... They will die. She confuses me on so many levels because sometimes she's so smart and sometimes she's Mother Gothel refusing to change a princess's birthday. Yeah. That she's raised from birth. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I mean, really, just tell him they'll be fine. He won't know. Yeah. He's in the Enchanted Forest. He can assume they're fine and they just can't get to them yet. Right? But no, no, no. She has to be honest because Regina, unlike Emma, is New York pizza. Cheesy, delicious, doesn't lie. Yep. So, there you have it. There you have it. Henry is not into this plan. He does not like this plan. He says, I could never love somebody who would do something so evil and terrible as this, and I will stop you. And she's like, no, you won't. And he's I will stop you. And she's like, no, you won't, because then you are, you're not going to remember this conversation. Wipes his memory. Yep. He doesn't remember that they've talked. It's really bold parenting. Does that classify as a form of gentle parenting? Because it was very gentle when she said it. It was very much like being honest and trusting your child with the truth and then gaslighting. Then, oh, wait. Wait. Uh, yeah, there is. <laughs> I feel we might have added a step. <laughs> And is perhaps not involved in gentle parenting. In the Enchanted Forest, Regina is walking through her kingdom. She's disguised. She's going through the marketplace and sees mm-hmm. a peddler who is selling a chance to take a shot at the evil queen, which is, you know, this little effigy dressed up like Regina. This it's beautiful upsets her for some reason. And she gets mad and is how could you do this? And he's like, well, nobody, you know, that's true. Nobody could actually hit 
the evil queen in the heart. She doesn't have it's one. Rained. Ha. She doesn't have one. This Everyone cheers. It's funny. It's funny. And she's upset because how could you do this to your queen? And this is treason. And, you know, Snow White is a murderer. Mm-hmm. And a bandit. And everybody says, hey, get out of the way. Nah. So she picks up this torch and is brandishing it but this all comes to an end when some of the evil queen's guards come into the square (laughs) and see a peasant about to light an effigy of the queen on fire so she gets arrested for treason because they assume that that's what she was she was and she tries to be like hey i wasn't doing it i was trying to stop people right and everyone all of the guards are looking at her saying nah Uh, we don't have due process here so so sorry about it sorry storybrook hook comes to regina's mayor's mayoral office fancy word mayoral (laughs) asking for help he says that greg and tamara are working together and want him to get close to regina and then betray her Mm -hmm. but he won't do that because he wants to create an alliance with Regina. Sure. In part because he wants to reconnect with Cora. So weird. Weird on many levels. Fine. Mm -hmm. Fine. And Regina looks at Hook and says, Cora's dead, so that's a problem. Yeah. And Hook says that one of the things he knows best about Cora is how much she wanted to see Re- she wanted to see Regina win. So the best thing right. he could do in honor of her memory is to help Regina and get her sure. revenge. Okay. Why not? Sure. Regina shows Hook her magic bean propagation station that she now That's has. That's important. We should all write it down. That is important, and we should all write it down. She says that if she succeeds, Gold will be killed mm-hmm. because the failsafe will kill him. Yep. And uh, she can su- succeed if he's willing to help her. Sure. End of scene. But we do get to stay in Storybrooke to zoom on over to Granny's, where Tamara and Emma bump into each other in a very Tamara does that a lot. She theme. bumps into people. So much. So Why is that much. part of it for her? It just is. Tamara's purse spills all over and Emma goes to help and finds this list that Tamara has that's been typed up and it's got every resident in Storybrooke. No, it has every named resident in Storybrooke that we mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And they're fairy tale land enchanted forest sure. counterpart they have a whole conversation about how overwhelming storybrook can be and how tomorrow's taking it pretty well but neil is helping her like henry helped emma at first mm-hmm. so emma asks if tomorrow knows what would happen if the outside world knew about you know a town full of storybrook storybook characters and she says you know right. oh, you have nothing to worry about from me 
She said like a liar. She said like a liar, which, thankfully, Emma immediately is across town again or in the square. Who knows where Mary Margaret's apartment is? But she's in the loft talking to Mary Margaret, saying, I think Tamara is the person that August was trying to warn us about before he was tased to death and became a little boy. Yeah. A sane sentence to say. It's not wrong. I just don't like it. (laughs) Mary Margaret says, hey, hey, don't talk. Henry is upstairs. He can hear everything. I don't have doors. Mm -hmm. Also, he's just a gremlin. You should always assume he's listening in. Always assume the gremlin is listening in. She thinks that Emma's suspicion is just stress over Neil coming to Storybrooke and having unresolved feelings about that and him. So basically she's saying, Emma, no, you're blowing this out of proportion. This is in your head. And Emma says, no, my superpower said that Tamarin lied when she said she could be trusted because now it matters to the plot. So now I have a superpower. And yeah, Mary, remember it, bitch, it's back. And Mary Margaret looks at her dead in the eyes and says, yeah, your superpower has been wrong. Couple times, mm-hmm. particularly when your emotions are involved. Yeah, the exact quote I wrote down said that it was a good burn from her mother. <laughs> your superpower has been known to be unreliable, especially when you're emotional. <laughs> <laughs> if my mom said something I, like is because I was emotional, I would lose my fucking mind. I... Would turn into a. Te- I, still... I, I would turn into a teenage girl, physically. Uh-huh. Scream, slam the door on my way out, <laughs> and like rip three things off the wall. Mm-hmm. If I uh-huh. was told that I was unreliable because I was becoming emotional. Yeah, I would go into a rage, much like my barbarian character who thinks that she's an alchemist. Exactly. Long story short, Mary Margaret thinks that. Emma shouldn't tell Henry about any of her suspicions until she knows it's a fact because he's going to think that his parents might get back together. Uh Uh-huh. And then leaves the apartment. Henry is immediately right behind Emma. Like, so, when are we investigating tomorrow? We're getting the band back together? Operation Cobra? Eh? 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 Because he is a gremlin. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And Emma is kind of reluctant, but she ends up agreeing because, of course, she does. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hook and Regina go to the library. They are going to the elevator that we've seen before. They go down in sure. the elevator. I appreciate that there's no harm in going to the library because Lacey probably thinks books are for nerds. So oh, she's 100% not. <laughs> Like she's making fun of kids that are reading right now. Like she's at the school taunting kids that are reading books. Oh yeah, no. Well, of course, because they're not doing their birdhouses. Yeah. Nerd. Yeah. Yep. She's drinking publicly on the street, not caring if it's illegal, and calling people that are reading nerds. Correct. And asking where their birdhouses are. Yep. We go back to the enchanted forest where Regina is now being dragged through the town square. 
pleading with henchmen who she knows saying things that she only the evil queen would know but yeah. they don't they calling them by name yeah. and they're like this peasant knows, knows your name, name. Uh-huh. lol <laughs> they do not believe that you know she's like i will have your head and they're like lol okay this this one this cutie over here they slam her down Junior. they get ready to behead her when this bandit this hooded bandit just ravages mm. the town square and saves regina and she tosses back her hood and what do you know it's snow white now i need everyone to understand this is starting to read like a romance novel i am at this at, point i don't i don't want to think about the suffering guys <laughs> i don't just think of this in terms it's real this just... entire episode in flashback form reads enemies to lover yeah with the masquerade element even yes fully enemies to lovers yeah keely is the flashback a cinderella story <laughs> inquiring minds want to know <laughs> regina looks up and says snow and then immediately faints that checks out great we're back in the library Below the library, Regina and Hook are down in the tunnels that we've seen before, having this big philosophical conversation about the nature of revenge. Sure. And according to Hook, revenge isn't a beginning, but an ending. Right. Suddenly, Regina realizes that um, Hook has a cuff on his hand that was her, her <sighs> mother's on his wrist. She she gets really weird and, gets weird and about, it. about this piece of, of leather. That we've not seen to be once, and not not to be. It's never been something that's like addressed as like something like, Cora loved, always had on, or even something that Cora wanted back. You know, I or something that she said Regina can never have because it was her, like something, like yeah, anything, any, anything. No, it's just this random cuff, and it once belonged to Cora. Sure, I'm realizing. Oh no! She has that a, look in her eyes. I'm, I'm gonna put a pin in it. Mm. But remind me to come back to this pin when we hit the the climax of this plot of the of the underground plot. Uh, basically, when we, we when we reemerge from the tunnels. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'll try to remember, but just putting it out there. I, I, hmm, hmm, hmm. I don't like what's percolating in front of me. Oh, and there is something percolating. Oh no. <laughs> Anyhow, she wants the cup. He says, "Why? Your mom gave it to me to climb a beanstalk," and she's like, "Yeah, it was my mom's. Give it to me." Great. And he says, okay. Let's go. Gives him the cuff. She puts it on. They keep going to find the trigger for the failsafe. Wonderful. Turns out that down below in the tunnels, the trigger is guarded by a friend of Regina's, which is why she needs oh. two people. Because sure. 
she'll get the trigger while Hook distracts the guard. And it turns out the guard is sustained by some sort of spell that keeps her continuing to live in whatever shape or form she is. Uh-huh. So you can tell by the way she is. She so they you know, they hit the ground and hook goes and all of the ashes on the floor because there are ashes on the floor from you know, back in the day when Emma fought a dragon who was maleficent. Uh-huh. Right. Um, all of those ashes start to reform into this undead maleficent. Like a humanoid zombie dragon. Yeah, no face, because we don't want to pay any actors for it. But, you know, this undead Maleficent. So Hook's going to battle undead Maleficent. Undead Ash Maleficent, I guess. While, you know, also she can now heal, too. Like, she just doesn't get harmed now, because... Yeah undead ash i guess i don't know i don't know how this sure. works but fine whatever the, the show doesn't know how it works either to be fair exactly so you know regina goes and finds the coffin that snow was in in our pilot and it's really important to me that you all know that she punches a hole into the coffin to get out the fail safe <sighs> Right? Do you want to take that away? Yeah, I'm mad. I yelled this out. <laughs> there was already a hole next to it. She doesn't even. It's already shattered hole. Side. Or it's a coffin, babe. Lift the <laughs> fucking lid. You don't have to bloody your hand up. I don't know why that's part of it for you. It's so good. It's so good. Also, you have magic. I just. Again, sometimes Regina is so smart and so well thought out, and then sometimes she punches a hole into glass, ignoring the hole that's already there. And it is important. It is important to me that everyone understands that the hole is perfectly hand sized. You could absolutely yeah. get your hand and arm into that hole. Yep. Yep. It's and, and it's not far away. It's not like oh, no. if I put my hand in there, Opposite I could end. Yeah, like I couldn't reach where get, the it's thing very is. Very nearby. Yeah, she it's, just it's, she made this choice specifically. <laughs> she was like, "I need." This I don't know how to reconcile with it. Well, yeah, because obviously, you know, in case of emergency, break glass. Oh shit! You're right. <laughs> Regina has a failsafe now. It's a pouch with a diamond, but like an ugly diamond. Yep. Great. It's not awesome. cute. Okay. Great. Yay. Yay. Trigger. Woohoo. Back to the Enchanted Forest because of course we are. Right. Why not? Regina awakens in Snow's tent with Snow attending to her because she had a fever because dirty weapons will tend to do that to you. And Snow's like... wringing a washcloth and like patting her forehead and she's naked it's weird (laughs) she's not but she may as well be here's the thing it's just basically 
basically she could be naked in the scene and that's how it feels uh number one yes it could number two um i'm glad you summarized because you fully cut out for all of that and you just popped back in and and she could be naked (laughs) anyhow regina's confused because she's being treated you know with let's go with kindness human human decency (laughs) go with kindness but realizes Snow is treating her differently because, of course, she looks different. She does not look like the evil right. queen. So she tells Snow that her name is Wilma. She panics. She did not have a name picked out for this, which is funny to me. And she landed on Wilma. Of all the names. Anyway, Wilma's family works in the mills because, of course, they do. Yeah. That's the only career she knows of. Exactly. She's like, it's either princess, queen, or Mills. That one. So Snow says, hey, you need to rest. You have a fever because, again, dirty weapons will do that to ya. Regina's guards would never have dirty weapons. I'm sorry. I, I disagree. I know. Also, she cares too much about appearances. It, it, so true. So true, Bestie. But Snow is going to go hunt for some of the Queen's livestock. For yeah, food. there's a whole funny comment where Regina's like, oh, well, there's no food out here. And she goes, oh, there's livestock unless you don't want to seal, unless you don't, you know, unless you mind sealing from the royal livestock, which I don't. Which don't. And Regina's like, you don't know how to do that. And so looks at her like, um, what? Babe, she's a bandit. I'm a, I'm a bandit, ma'am. Ma'am? I don't know why Regina's confused by that, because she has seen Snow. She just saw Snow in action. Bow and arrow so many times at this point. She's at least just seen her in action. Like, beating the shit out of her guards. So, but she's surprised and says, you don't know how to do that. And then realizes she's kind of said something that messed up. So, her disguise. So, she corrects and says, well, you were a princess. Surely a princess mm-hmm. doesn't know how to do this. And uh-huh. Snow says, oh, well, someone from another forest taught me. That person also ate an entire village. And her boyfriend. And her boyfriend. <laughs> Red ate her boyfriend. Right. So at this point, I would argue in Regina's story, because it does, I don't know. I mean, I would, Red and Regina's body count seems fairly similar. Uh-huh. Just saying. Uh-huh. Anyhow, Regina wants to know why Snow is willing to help her. She's on the run. There's a price on her head. And she's willing to help this perfect stranger. So Snow doesn't answer immediately and begins washing Regina's wounds. Uh. Because... We still haven't decided what kind of scene this is. No. So she tells her a story to distract her from the pain about how a woman once saved her from, you know, a runaway horse. And I heard this story. Her mother, her mother always told her to keep goodness in her heart. And the woman who saved her from that runaway horse proved that to her, that she should always keep goodness in her heart. Mm -hmm. But 
that the woman who saved her is now long gone. She hopes that she will one day come back. Then Snow White leaves and Regina cries. See, I love a masquerade trope in novels because you get all these reveals Mm -hmm. and like the soft hand touches when you really know that the other person loves that person Uh that's starting to fall for that Uh person and they're telling stories about that person not realizing they're talking to that person and it's just my favorite thing in a romance novel guys i love bridgerton it's such a nice romance novel (laughs) move and this is definitely not that except no um, yeah it is yeah, it's becoming one. It's certainly becoming one. Storybrooke again, and Emma and Henry are waiting in the car for Tamara to leave the bed and breakfast. They're bickering about names for the operation God. because now... Well, we can't reuse Cobra. That one's done. We can't reuse Cobra, but how about praying Mantis? Does he just pick an animal? Is that how he thinks this has to work? I, I guess. I don't know. I don't understand his logic. They see some. I feel like I would pick something crazy, like Operation Fluffernutter. Like I don't know. Like, <laughs> see, that sounds like something entirely different, though. <laughs> it most certainly is. It's also from Critical Role, so it most certainly is something entirely different okay. and not appropriate at all for a child to have said. Hey. But I dig. But I digress. I wouldn't be like. Operation Golden Retriever. I'd be like Operation Assassin Twelve. Operation Catman Do. Ooh. You know, just seven. You can say whatever you want. Like, yeah. Doesn't have to be an animal. Least of all, a praying mantis. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And for some reason, that's not Emma's main point. Yeah, no. Hey, your operation names suck. Gosh. Anyhow, they're slightly interrupted when they see someone leave. But then have this conversation about whether or not Henry would want to go back to the Enchanted Forest ever. So Henry pokes about the beans and if that giant who came brought one. Uh But nothing comes of it because, you know... Emma's not New York pizza. No. Cheesy, delicious lies. Exactly. They see Tamara leave, so they go ahead and break into Neil and Tamara's room. Tight. And I think she's leaving. Is she not leaving with Greg? Mm-mm. Okay. No. I didn't think so, but I was like, I couldn't tell who it was. And I was going to be upset no. if he, they were leaving. That's fair. Okay. Um... In any case, Emma reminds Henry that even if tomorrow's evil, they're no, she and Neil are never, ever, ever getting back together. She sings Taylor Swift lyrics into his face and goes, we are never, ever, 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 ever getting back together. It's really impressive because I don't think that song was quite out yet. You know, Storybrooke kind of exists in a place that's outside of time. Exactly. You see. It was. I mean, it was definitely about to become a thing because I absolutely remember leaving campus, listening to that version, but with the screaming goat. Yes. I'm looking what when it came out. <laughs> this is the kind um, of quality content you can expect. Yes. 
Gupta. Uh, August 13th, 2012. So yeah, she's predicting a whole year in the future, wow, which I think is very sexy. Very of her. impressive. Very impressive of her. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, they're never getting back together. No. Henry is supposed to stand guard outside while Emma goes into the room. Well, sure. And Henry's like, well, what do I do if somebody comes? And she's like, hit the door. Like, Ugh. just, it's so dumb. Like, just act bored. Mm-hmm. She says, just act bored and do like a, oh, and like runs her shoulder into the board, to the door and then like kicks it. Yeah. It's very funny to watch her demonstrate this. And I highly suggest mm-hmm. you go watch it. Very funny. So inside the room, Emma starts to search and finds a loose floorboard. Right. She starts to kind of investigate and lift up, but right then Neil comes back. So Henry kicks the door and Neil looks at him and goes, oh, hell no, I taught her that. Which is objectively (laughs) so funny. I, we were robbed of Neil moments. I, I'm going to tell you something right now. I said it last yesterday when we were watching the episode, but I need right. every I need all the listeners to to hear this. I did not remember how much I love this man. Oh, same. I because love the him. show tried to to convince us that Hook was her end all be all. No, I love him the, so the, much. They should have gone the route of Regina and, and 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 Emma both have lost their true love. Like she loses Neil, Regina loses Robin. Well, Robin, or you could, or his, or Daniel, yeah, and not try to force a relationship and just make it be. I had true love. That was it. My my now now my goal and like my ultimate happiness comes from seeing my son happy. Right, because I'm that man. So good. He's so funny. I love him so so much. I don't. I didn't remember him being like. The I don't remember the actor being so charming and funny. I think I'm sorry. I'm still laughing at the like yeah two drinks with a lo- like nerd. <laughs> Henry couldn't. I, yeah. I drank him over the under the table. Like what a yeah we had dweeb. some bourbon. What a nerd. <laughs> couldn't handle I love it. Him so. He's so funny. He's so. Like, funny. I, I, I know it's because he's older. Because as we've determined, Emma was a minor at any. <laughs> Listen. And I know it's because I am now older, so I am looking at that character and going, oh, this is a man who was in a toxic situation and chose to leave. This is a man who has tried to remove himself from said toxicity. This is a man. tried to be right by someone. A man. (laughs) This is a man. Look as a child. This is a man. This is a man. You know what? He will treat you right. He's like that tiger in Zootopia that will treat you right. Um, no, absolutely. Also, um, can I just say, I think, piggybacking off your comment about, like, doing the the Emma-Regina parallel thing. Right. What we should have done is have Emma do, have, like, a a dalliance with Hook. If we had to. I mean, he's a pretty guy and, like, what have you. But we should have, you know, done the, the dalliance thing and the the um no parallel of okay 
we had this one person that we were kind of into and like I know Regina and Daniel were supposedly true love but it was like young innocent love it was right you you don't even really know how like Daniel would have been as a partner necessarily right it was puppy love it was puppy love it was that first infatuation we hope it would have been healthy it seemed healthy but at the same time it was it's the infatuation and then you move on to the man of like a man Robin and Neil like that's I mean and even with Neil, it could have been, oh, it was puppy love and infatuation and we were bad for each other, right. but he's grown they were, up. They were, and look at him. And now he's a he's man. No longer a lost, he's no longer a lost boy. Oh, I hate he you for that. He's a man now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just getting you in the mood for Neverland. I will never be in the mood for Neverland. That's perfectly reasonable. I think that's fair. I just think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, Neil looks at Henry kicking the door and is like, "Oh hell no. I know exactly what that is. And Which is weird. That's the one trick. And was like, oh, why don't you do this while we look in your dad's <laughs> Your dad's fiance's room. room that he's, she's probably sharing with your father. Mm-hmm. So Emma sees Neil when he comes in and is like, oh, the door was open. We were just looking. She's lucky no one else has a superpower. Uh, Neil might. His is more effective because he goes, no, you didn't. Shut up. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> because he's That's how you should best. use a superpower. It's weird to me that she's like, I think tomorrow's lying. He didn't say, Tamara, you're a liar. You're a lying bitch. <laughs> I wish she had. I wish Same. she had. So Emma ends up telling Neil everything about her suspicions, and he doesn't want to believe her because That's fair. it's his fiance. But Emma says, "Hey, he does love her. We will look. Please just let us look under the floorboard. This is suspicious. If there's nothing there, totally going to back off." So he says, "Fine, whatever." And they lift up the floorboard. And there's nothing there. How, how embarrassing for her. It really is. So Emma and Henry leave. He tries to talk to her. She just looks at him and immediately says, Henry, let's go. Doesn't even say a word. We Checks out. Yeah. So we're back in our romance novel now. Oh, good. While Snow cooks for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, for her and Wilma. But she's putting out the fire because even though she had been cooking, she's they have to move on because they don't know if the guards might catch them. You know, they're close to civilization. Mm-hmm. They need to keep moving. So she gives Wilma a sword for protection. And Regina, who is Wilma, is obviously kind of surprised and confused and asked. You're arming me? Uh, what? You're giving me a, a murder weapon? You're giving me the murder tool? So she goes to kind of unsheath the weapon and attack Snow from behind as they, you know, she wouldn't expect it, but decides against it and resheaths the sword. And they mm-hmm. walk through the woods together. And, you know, this is just like when Darcy is told that he can't 
he has to tell uh-huh. Lizzie that he doesn't want to be with her, but instead ends up proposing to her and saying, you're the worst person ever. Can I marry you? I mean, it's not not that. <laughs> Is this just the most extreme version of Pride and Prejudice you've ever seen? <laughs> Is that where we're at now? Because they're walking through the woods and at one point like there's a log in their way and snow helps her down over the log and they hold hands and they don't let go for a weird amount of time it's weird it's weird it's it's concerning everyone regina asks if it's true that you know the queen sent the huntsman after Snow to cut her heart out. And yet, and you know, Snow says yes, but no matter what Regina asks in disguise, Snow keeps showing the queen compassion and saying, I know that she's been hurt. I know that there is some, uh, there's, there must be some good somewhere inside of her. Yeah. So that's nice of her. I, don't think it's too late for her to to turn it around and regina's surprised who but could ever learn to love a beast a beast yeah pride and prejudice uh, yeah. <laughs> so regina's surprised and she's listening to this and asks snow well you know it, it's very clearly getting to her she's very much on this path of gosh, maybe this person isn't the horrible monster I thought they were because they're, Mm. even though she does not know that I am me, she continues to treat me with kindness and clearly believes that I'm not too Mm. far gone. We're not mortal enemies in her eyes. No, they're more than friends. Exactly. So she asks Snow if she thinks it's too late for the Evil Queen to change. And Snow says, no, I don't think it's ever too late for anyone. Like a liar. And Mm -hmm. then Regina says, well, would you forgive her if she was willing to change? And Snow says, yeah, absolutely. You know, like a liar. And... (laughs) God, she's such a liar. Unfortunately, right at that moment, they come across all the bodies that from earlier <laughs> in the episode from the village that was slain by Regina's guards. And this very much upsets Snow. I have questions about this. Mm-hmm. But in any case, Snow's really upset by this because these people were murdered because they helped her. Well, Regina points out, this isn't your fault. You didn't do this. And she says, they, they're they dead because they helped me, and this is the Evil Queen's fault. Yeah, you're right. It's not my fault. It's her fault. Right. Fuck her. She's the, the worst, and there's no forgiving Regina. There's no goodness in her. There's no chance she could ever change. I take, I take back everything. Everything nice. All the niceness. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I hate her now. 
because now that's the line, although it did not seem like the first time a village has been murdered in Snow's name, so I'm very No, this seems to it. be a thing that people are just convinced is a thing, otherwise why would she be called the evil queen? Right. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm confused about the timeline. In any case, yep. Wilma asks, well, what about keeping goodness in your heart? What about the woman who saved you? What about when the queen saved you up from that horse? And Snow looks at her and realizes, I never said it was her. I never said it yeah, was that Regina. Story, that story it was like pretty. a day ago. Why would she? Also, was, I, I don't remember details of stories I told 10 minutes ago. Also, it was pretty damn pointed. You kept having conversations about her and you kept dropping hints it was the queen. Right? And I also, again, I don't remember plot points I mentioned five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. I will never be that person who's like, wait a second. I actually said the words this way, not that way. And therefore you're a liar because you would have known that I never start a sentence with an, I don't know. An adverb. A hanging participle. <laughs> yes, with an adverb, which is objectively yeah. impossible. Quickly running through the trees. There you go. I wondered where my beloved there was. There you go. Nicely done. <laughs> That's just Snow's life. Quickly running through the trees, wondering where her beloved is. Right in front of her, evidently. Um, yep. Anyhow. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, Snow goes, uh, excuse me, I never said it was the queen, and pulls her bow and arrow. Wow, what a stretch. And she at this point she is still seeing someone that does not look like Regina. So for all she knows, she is about to go murder a bitch, an innocent bitch that just made a wrong assumption. Yeah. yeah. She has her she has her bow and arrow drawn and like ready to shoot, and Regina tries to say, There's still good left in me. Um, please. And Snow looks at her and says, Um, it's killing people is good i want no part of this i'm confused yeah so the entire first scene was regina saying but i am good snow's the evil one i'm good yeah and now she's like but there's still good so does she or does she not think she's in the right here i don't i don't know and i feel like what we were supposed to get from the adventures of disguised Regina was her coming to the realization that like her actions are evil. Right. Because of the, the effects they're having on the people who are not involved. Except then we have this weird enemies to lover thing that we're doing instead of that. Yeah. I wish we'd gone on like a Christmas Carol-esque journey of like yeah. villagers past, present, and yet to come. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wish Rumpelstiltskin had done some weird shit. Yeah. Goes to Christmas past. He's Marley. It's fine. <laughs> it's just. Yeah. And then it could be like this, like in the movie Scrooge, where they all sing thank you very much when the queen's dead. They could have that moment. Yeah. No. Well, I think, I think the, the effigy, like the, Mm-hmm. Is meant to surprise her, but then we don't get her, like, I mean, we get her bonding with Snow, but we don't get her bonding with, like, random people. Mm-hmm. 
Like they could have stopped at a little hovel and they've been like, we would offer, like we only have a little bit of bread because the queen has cut off trade and now we're poor and have no money. And, but here, let us offer you what we do have. And she would realize. Because your wound is festering and we worry about you and we love snow. Exactly. And she'd realize like, oh, the people love her because, and she'd see how they treat her with kindness because snow treats them with kindness and respect and, you know. It doesn't once mention the queen or what have you. Doesn't like then. No, we just like Regina's whole thing was she gossips and tells and spreads rumors that she could hear. No, she literally does not talk about you ever. Yeah, exactly. Basically, she only ever talks about you when she's directly asked about you, Mm -hmm. and. You know, then she could see how... Much like Galinda and Alphaba, who are also in love in some contexts. It's very true. Where they're like, weren't you friends with her in school? And she's like, eh, well. Maybe. Yeah. There's so many parallels here. All romance. Leads back to Wicked? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for the two-part movie. <laughs> I can. At least James Corden so far not confirmed in it. I think that's very great for us. They have not announced Dr. Dillamond though, so there is time. <laughs> I was going to say he's going to be a mouse. They're going to invent <laughs> a mouse character and he's going to be a mouse. Well, and or he'll be a Dr. Dillamond. Yeah. yeah. He's going to be Dr. Dillamond. You just watch. He'll be a goddamn goat because be- the world hates us. Yeah. I'm not ready for James Corden Dr. Dillamond. Let's be, let's be clear. Doc, you know, Fawn. Nope. Okay. Well, now that we've suitably upset everyone. Yep. Basically, Snow's got the arrow pulled on Regina, ready to fire. Regina tries to say there's good in her, and she says, no, there's not. You've done this. This is terrible. I hate you. So Regina goes, okay, fuck you. Let me go ahead and summon a fireball. Fireball. But it doesn't work. So she calls Rumpel. Much like Rumpel told her. But he doesn't come. This is the second time she also called him when, you know, she was being arrested. But that he didn't come that time either. You know. So. It's true. That panics her. And in what is, I would argue, one of the funniest moments of the episode, oh. she, Regina, drops her sword and just runs into the <laughs> So, and, and Snow has a bow and arrow, let us right. recall. It's not that she's got her sword a ranged ready. weapon. Yeah, it's not that she's got a sword or like a melee weapon. This is a ranged weapon fully notched. Like, she's ready to she's ready go. To go. She can, Fully just shoot her in the leg so she couldn't run. But no, she lets her go. We go back to Storybrooke where Regina exits from the tunnels. Because remember, she was in the tunnels? Right. Oh, Is this where the pen comes into place? Just about, yeah. This is the scene. Okay. So I haven't forgotten. Thank you for not forgetting. <laughs> so Regina comes back up from the tunnels. And finds Hook there and is like, um. Didn't I? Weren't, aren't, weren't, have I threatened you before? Aren't you supposed to be dead? Like, 
It's like that scene in Pirates of the Caribbean. Hey, you're supposed to be dead. A hundred percent. Am I not? Am I not? Yeah. Which I'm sure they're referencing because Hook is very much supposed to be like Jack Sparrow vibes. And I hate that for us all. He really is. Because all pirates were at the time. Yeah. Yep. And he makes some sort of joke. I forget what he says. But then he's like striking even. Some people have, you know, called me stunning, striking even or something like that. And says he excels at escaping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Turns out he's been working with Greg and Tamara for this whole time. What? Wow. He did, he like almost considered not betraying her. Mm-hmm. But then she sent him into the undead lair of Maleficent. Yeah. Then you tried to kill me. So now I, I decided I should do this. Um, I have no choice. Turns out they have this way of stopping magic. Say more right now. This way of stopping magic is that cuff. Uh-huh. That cuff that was Cora's. That cuff that was Cora's that Hook was wearing. Right. That cuff that was Cora's that Hook was wearing, even though he had no idea who they were before. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Also, it's yeah, full of the- machines! I have so what? many questions. Huh? Because... Regina tries to pull it off, and Greg goes, ha-ha, like, it's not going to work. What? I'm confused now. When did they... Where did the... What? I mean, I... What? I guess they had him locked in, like, the U-Haul truck for a while. They could have taken it off of him and tinkered oh, for a bit. Or maybe she went to the home office while he was in the U-Haul, and it was a little journey she took along the way. I- Yes. What? But it's confusing because they don't tell us that. No. Also, this is, a, like, confirmed as Cora's band. And it's not that, right. I mean, now, we could have dropped a line in that just said, like, haha, it's made to look like your mom's band. Yeah. Nope. Although, why would they have that intel? They also had intel that he knew Regina, so what does it matter? They have weird information Why? they have no business having. Why do they know that this cuff is going to be what sets her off and makes her put it on? I don't understand. I don't know. Anyhow, her magic's not going to work anymore because of the stupid fucking cuff that's full of machines. And so then we're back at Mary Margaret's eating some ice cream with Emma and Henry, and Emma does not know how to eat ice cream. It's fine. Why not? It's fine. But, no, 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 it's not. If you recall, the carton of ice cream's on the counter, and they're eating ice cream out of the same bowl while the ice cream remains on the counter. And I think a cardinal rule of, I, rule of ice cream consumption is if you're eating out of the carton, you may share. Uh-huh. If you are having a bowl of ice cream, you each get your bowl, mm-hmm. and you put the carton back in the freezer so it does not melt, you fucking animals. I fully agree. Fully agree. Different from the animal fucking from earlier. Correct. <laughs> we brought it back, guys. Home circle. Henry believes Emma about Tamara, and Emma says, yeah, you should, because I'm right. Mm-hmm. Great. 
He says that once they prove Tamara's evil, they can all go back to the enchanted forest, him and his happy family. They can hold hands and skip. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what we're going to do. Only, oh no, David and Mary Margaret and Leroy appearing for the first time this episode drive out to the fields and discover that all of the magic bean fields have been destroyed. Leroy does also just claim no one steals from dwarves. And he says it like it's fact. Like it's a thing we should already know. Well, babe. I didn't know. Not anymore because someone has in fact stolen from dwarves. I also did not know. Mm-hmm. He should really put a sign, it's illegal to steal from dwarves. I mean, it really, yeah, that might have stopped her. Did you know that you can't steal from dwarves? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. We go back to our last enchanted forest scene where Regina storms into the dark castle with Rumpelstiltskin, who immediately gives her shit and is like, do I know you? I don't need a new serving girl. I have one. Come on. She seems promising. Hey, Regal Potato. Hey, Regal Potato. Finally, he, you know, stops giving her so much shit. And said, yep. you know, acknowledges that he knows it's Regina. And she said, you didn't call, come when I called. And he said, oh, no, no, no. I said you could call. I didn't say I would answer. Yeah, which is absolutely accurate. Entirely different story, which I love. And Regina ends up admitting transforming was a bad thing because she's trying to get him to change her back. And she's demanding he change her back. And he's kind of not doing it, continuing to do the Rumpelstiltskin, like, I'm just going to talk and annoy you. Mm -hmm. She goes, do you want to hear you were right? Like, I will say it. You were right. Transforming was a bad thing. The people will never love me. Fine. So now I'm going to punish them. He changes her back to Regina, and she says, The queen is dead. Long live the evil queen. Nice. Our last scene takes place in Storybook, where we're back with this stupid fucking cuff in the library. I hate this mm-hmm. cuff. I hate this mm-hmm. cuff with a mm-hmm. passion. I didn't hate it when we started this oh, episode, but I hate it now. Because the cuff from Hook blocks Regina's magic and she can't use it and even if she got off the leather the machines inside would still counter all her magic we have magic blocking machines now yeah you know this isn't magic it's science it's science and we have magic blocking machines that we've developed and put in this cuff that we didn't know we had yeah great so uh basically Tamara looks at Regina and goes, well, who's this one again? The queen. And he goes, and Greg says, oh, it's the queen. The evil queen, to be precise. But uh, here she's nothing. Nothing. And Regina says, I don't know where your dad is. Leave me alone. And he says, oh, no, no, no. I have a different mission now because I guess he has a different mission now. And then. I no longer care about my father. Right. Even though that is our express motivation thus far um but i don't care about my dad anymore and then he looks at tamara and says bagger and they put a bag over regina's head and that's the end of this stupid long episode the god my god take a drink i'm going to thank you
Of course. Uh, that was bonkers. <laughs> but weirdly enough, for as batshit insane as it is, I have so little to say. It is a weird episode. It's a weird episode. I, I mean, the thing, the biggest qualm I have, I already kind of touched on. This entire episode is Regina saying, I'm not evil, I'm not evil, mm-hmm. I'm not evil. Snow's evil, Snow's evil. So it's incredibly weird that her arc and character development in this episode is, you're right, I'll always be evil. Uh, there's some good in me, right? Like, I'm, I'm, slight, I'm kind of redeemable. It's, she has claimed with full definitive, like, certainty yeah. that she is good. She's not the evil one. Also, it's weird then that if the if the journey we're meant to go on is her going, I'm not evil. I'm justified in my actions. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn I'm that just way. Drawn that way. To oh shit, maybe my actions have been evil. It is wild that we open on her murdering a village precisely and before this if you recall she has when she's talking to baby snow after all the sadness with daniel she pictures strangling her with a necklace like she has had objectively evil thoughts before this moment she got a viper she to come she's an agrabian viper at this point right well and to me i say okay I don't, I don't necessarily hold your murder thoughts against you. You didn't act on them. You were hurt. The viper, though. And I grieving. guess technically your dad killed. Well, to me, I think, okay. I mean, yes, it was manipulative. Yes, it was definitely, it was definitely an evil act. But to my mind, I think if you were stuck in a marriage you didn't want, you didn't love the right. person who has become jealous and controlling. Right. Who, Because it's not like we saw him treat her well. No. He didn't treat her well, no. particularly. Absolutely not. So, in my brain, I think you could make the argument, to her, she's justified in that. She needed to get out of this mm-hmm. borderline toxic relationship she didn't want it in the first place she, sure she eventually chose it but she also asked one of her huntsmen to go and take out her heart no but again that's her that's her enemy that's that's the reason i don't care if that, she's doing evil things that are to the people she thinks has have that's true her. that's true in in, in the scheme of those around her because it's justifiable to her it's not that it's not evil it's that in her brain doing those things to the people who have killed the person she loved most in this world it's it's justice that's justice that's not vengeance or just cold-blooded murder that's getting justice for the man she loved that's not right but that's her thought process i'm fine if she's saying hey i've done those that shit and that shit was justified that is not evil because if they hadn't done that to me i never would have done it to them fine okay i'm fine with that but i don't think you get to make the argument i'm not evil i just murdered a whole village of people yeah who 
didn't help me. That to me goes, oh, okay. That's a line we've crossed. That's a line we've crossed. And I don't care if we've crossed it particularly, but then I do think she needs to go. Have a moment. Have a moment where she goes, oh shit, am I the evil queen? Right. It'd be interesting if she also reacted when she saw the bodies and was like, oh. Ooh. Yeah, like. Or if it was a villager she had ch- chatted with on her little Christmas carol journey that didn't happen. Something. Something. Because, yeah, I think you could structure this in just a slightly different way to make it, like, really powerful. Yeah. In that we could have. these writers. I know. But it could have been a, you know. I I, I also think. We talked about it yesterday, but even I would, the way I would change it, it, keeping all the events the same, the way I would change it is make that the first village. Make that the first yeah. time it's happened where you have the guards first murder. kind of push back on it. Like, uh, we've never, yeah. we've never done that before. We've never, this is new. we've never murdered people for not helping. We've thrown them in dungeons. We've. Yeah. Made their life hell. This is hell, boss lady. But, I don't know. Right. And then that becomes, oh, she crossed the line and then found out from this whole journey, oh, shit, I've crossed a line that I didn't know I was right. crossing at the time, but now I do realize I've crossed. But because it's the first time, then we are justified in Snow reacting that way mm-hmm. and being like so upset over it because it's never happened before. Right. This is the first time that anybody's ever been murdered for helping her. And now, Mm -hmm. then that makes sense why she could go from going, oh, there's still good in her, to, no, she's a fucking evil monster in 10 seconds flat. Because if it's the first village, that's the first time it's been like, oh, now she's hurting people who are not me. Right. I got where she was coming from when it was just me. But now, she's just harming innocent bystanders because they didn't reasons. They didn't tell where I was, or they gave me food, whatever it is. And then that makes sense for her to be so strongly, like, oh no, right, fuck this. There's there's no good left in her because if she yeah. murdered a village before, Snow's probably heard this about it. Be, yeah. And she probably realized, and she's acting like, yeah, people are in danger because they're helping me, but I should still help people because I keep goodness in my heart. So that's exactly that's just my that's my two cents. That's that's fair. I, that that is quite honestly the only qualm I have with the episode is this is the is the only the problem I have is the whole structure. <laughs> I mean, I have issues with this freaking machine cuff but that's fair i've already talked about that. i just have problems with the structure and the, the plot devices it's fine the characters themselves are fine it's fine i had a great time watching yeah i think it's a i did have a good time watching i think it's a pretty good episode um it's a weird one as we're coming into the finale it is weird to spend two finales so because time. i don't know in the narrative of this season, what the purpose of it is. I think there is, it is, it's 
hard to justify spending that much time in the enchanted forest mm-hmm. on something that we already knew. Yeah. We knew she was the evil what? queen. We don't necessarily need to know the exact moment she's decided to become evil. No, my my tinfoil hat theory is that the writers are trying to also convince us that Snow White is a good person that wasn't her that killed someone. Oh, 100%. Yes, it's a... She didn't kill Cora. See how perfect she is? Lest us not forget this is a perfect human. Right, we needed a moment to be like, oh, Snow is our hero and she's such a good person and she always keeps goodness in her heart. No, she keeps darkness oh. and murder in her heart because she's a murderer now. Uh-huh. Thank you. Yep. You're not wrong. I. We're nope. not. I'm not. I'm not. She's a murderer. We're not. And let. You're correct. It upset. It does upset me. And I'll say it every week. It upsets me that we never really truly acknowledge that. Yeah. I know no, we it, do this whole it, dark This is snow, like but... days later, maybe like two weeks for being generous. And she's like. Well, the past is the past. I've finished my crisis. Now that August is a little boy, I too feel like there's redemption in me. I, as long as I can get back to the enchanted forest and fix it, I will be fixed too. What? Yep. Ma'am, I just... And well. If this show did not continually punish Regina for every single little tiny mistake she ever makes. I'd have a different, exactly. I'd, I'd feel different, but because yeah. it's like, oh no, oh, 100%. we're going to continue to punish Regina for the next five seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and every, you know, every other half season, we're going to worry that she's turning evil mm-hmm. because we don't know what else to do with her reason. We're not going to trust her anymore, even though she's objectively shown us she's changed and yeah, no, we don't trust her anymore. We, but suddenly we don't trust her. We did trust her, but now we don't trust her. Correct. So I don't understand why we don't sit with Snow has murdered someone. She has that in her. Why is she? Why, why do we not get more either punishment from the narrative? Because according to them, murder is bad. Right. I mean, according to society, murder is bad, but like... That as well. According to them and their philosophy, murder is bad. It's the most evil thing you can do. Correct. It is the ultimate evil. It is what convinces Snow White that Regina has nothing redeemable left within her. Exactly. And yet, when Snow White performs a murder, she... Wrestles with it by being sad in bed for a little bit. And then then goes and asks Regina to kill her. Yeah. And then, you know, helps a man puppet. Puppet. And then says, I'm going to go to the Enchanted Forest. And now I'm better. It'll be fine. I, I, I am looking forward to, do you remember, do you remember in Neverland where we have to go to the cave of the whispers where we have to say, yes. I, I don't remember what that's called, but it's, you know, the cave of secrets or whatever. What have I'm you? An orphan. Yeah. And Emma's an orphan. And that's her big, deep, dark secret because she's, Snow says she's a murderer. 
hope so. I, I'm going to be pissed if she doesn't. But then we're never going to address it in any meaningful yeah. way. So I will be no, pissed. I'm just, just going to be mad either just way. Self-discovery. That's just self-discovery that we already knew. Yeah. I'm just going to be mad either way because either she's going to say it and we're not going to address it or she's not going to say it. Yep. Great. Okay. Awesome. That's it. Yes. That's what I got for you. Yeah. Uh, how's, how are your accounts looking? Yeah. Well, let's see. Let's see. Uh, we'll start with beans. Beans, the only thing to note right now is we're, we're still at three times they've said no more beans. A look at bean. We know the beans have been destroyed, but we already know Regina has a magic bean and her little propagation mm-hmm. station in her office. Right. So nothing for us to worry about unless those get destroyed as well. Fantastic. Um, curses, we still Perfect. just have our main dark curse. And the like count. You know I hate mm-hmm. doing this. I have to give one to Emma because she hears Tamara's lie and goes, that was a lie, and goes to act on it and doesn't back mm-hmm. down later like we've seen her do in the past where she doubles back and is like, oh, maybe I was wrong. No, she is still very much of the mindset that Tamara is a liar McLierson which means her superpower has been triggered eight times and worked two of those times. We're a 25% success rate. Oh, yeah. Ow. Ow. It's bad. Ow. It's bad. Bad. And I don't buy their excuse that, like, hey... You're faulty when your emotions are involved because it's not like it's been called out before. So, no, no, it could be it doesn't work when it's someone outside of st- or doesn't work when it's a storybook character. I, well, I don't know. They've had it work in the past, so they can't create rules because they use it when they need to. Well, yeah, I don't. I think I'm almost more angry that they called it out this episode, being like, "Oh shit!" Like she's been lied to a lot this season. That just. It's because she's in love. It's because it was some, her emotions were involved. What? No. Nobody's ever said that. Season one, she found out she had a, well, she knew she had a child, but like a child that she never thought she would see again showed up in her life. And you're going to tell me that didn't fuck with her emotions? No. No, she she looked at him stone cold, watched him drink juice out of her cart and then was like, get out. Well, I hate you now, so I feel nothing. (laughs) Same. How are your lists? Oh, I'm so sorry. I mean, the the tree is fine. Nothing's changed on the tree. It's thriving. I mean, I am. It's going to grow soon. Yeah, no, not not in the way, not in directions you'd like it to. No, it's going up, and that's going to be a problem for me because. I can't believe you're not to put... No, thank... Yeah. Mm, no, because Gideon's not attached to the ch- the charming tree, so you don't have to put Gideon on the tree. You're That's nice for you. Yes, I fucking oh, do. Oh, fuck, because Rumpel's guilty and is Henry's grandpa. I was thinking Belle's not related, and I was like, oh, that's nice. No, 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 no but that bastard man is, so Gideon gets to go on the tree. No, no, actually. Gideon that's gets fine. to go on the tree, and the Vax Fairy gets to go on the tree, and fucking Peter Pan gets to go on the fucking tree. <laughs> but that's not now. Uh, <laughs> sorry. We're fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. Um, no. Uh, so no, no, no changes, no updates to the tree, as 
annoyed as I just got thinking about what will end up on the tree. But nothing on the tree. Oh, man, I'm going to have to put Hook's brother on the family tree. Oh, no. Anyhow. God. Anyhow. Not not important. The fuck friend. Yeah. Talk to me. Okay. What our romance novel do to us this episode? I I I think I have to give Snow and Regina a strike. Ugh. I I I, I go back and I go back and forth because Snow doesn't technically know it's Regina, which adds a layer of non-consent non- that I don't know counts, but at the same time. It's not like it's a physical connection that it seems to be. It's not like they're both looking at each other going like, oh, you're hot. Right. There, it's, it's, it's an emotional the hand, it's like bond. like the hand flexing. Yeah, it's an emotional bond, which is Regina. So I think I have to give them a strike. I think I support that. I think I do have to give them a strike. So that's wildly upsetting. It is. Um, And then the other thing is uh, Hook and Regina get another strike mm. which i think, I think that's three I think for them that puts them onto the tree that's very unfortunate for you i am sorry it, yeah so they're they're on fuckford um that's gonna make that uh, ugly little real tangly <laughs> it's a it's, yeah. a it's a ball it, it's a ball of yarn at this point um you know but at this point that only you know Puts Regina to Hook and Hook to Mila and Mila to Rumple and Rumple to Cora. Cora to Cora to uh, Cora to Henry Senior. Henry. God. Uh huh. It's a whole thing. It's it's a lot. So, I mean, and that's not. I don't like that. That's not going to the outside realm and no. going that's not even going outside of what we know is that's just following one line that's just following a single line and only what we have already occurred that's not yeah. even like what we know is coming down the line no it's so. gonna get messy kiddos oh it's gonna get so messy but you know i have i have good news for you well what it can only go up from here <laughs> well i have bad news for you what we still need to talk about the LVP. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker. That was set up so great. I'm it. so Thank happy you. right now. <laughs> motherfucker. Okay. But we have one last thing. This yeah. is the LVP is the character that we don't know why they're there. They have served no purpose. But the episode is telling us they're important. Right. So there are, of course, rules that go with this. They need to be involved in one of the main plots, preferably the A plot, but we will accept the B plot. Uh, Especially in an episode like this where it's very much divided between two very strong plots, one of which Mm -hmm. kind of just serves as a B-plot, but it is just about as important. Yeah. Um, They also cannot just be there for people to dump exposition on or to give an explanation. Right. You know, so like I would say in this episode... I would have a hard time even nominating Henry because I feel like a lot of his point of being there is just for other characters to talk to him. 
yeah. and tell him what's going on. Correct. So Emma needs to be there to activate her superpower. Right. Um, Regina needs to be there to get cuffed by stupid machine cuff, but also to disguise herself and go on her evil queen journey. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's not there enough. Rumble's barely there enough. He's only in a couple yeah. scenes. Hook is there to provide the weird other claspy thing. Right. It's also barely there because we just ditch him in a dragon's lair and we're like deuces. And then we're like, oh no, you're back. Oh, you're back. And we didn't have to animate a fight scene. Great. Um, the Charmings are barely in it. They sit on a bench. Right. Like Mary Margaret isn't. Tells her daughter that it. she's emotional. Right. You know, so. Not, not enough in it. I would say our uh, main players, our main players. The people we could. <laughs> which is funny because Mary Barker is not eligible, but Snow White is. Right. Which is very funny. I was going to say, like, our main characters that we could say, hey, we can nominate them. I would say probably, we don't have that many. It's Emma. It's mm-hmm. Snow White. It's Regina. Mm-hmm. And maybe Hook. Yeah. That's it. We got four. We have four um, possible players, and we've already eliminated three of them. Right. And this one's interesting, since it's another episode where everyone is kind of important. Mm-hmm. But earlier we went on a whole rant about how this journey that we're taking on by this person takes us nowhere. Our guide is an, our Our Dante is an idiot. Right? Dante's the guy? No. Dante is taken by a guide. I didn't read Dante's Inferno enough. Clearly. I blocked it out. Clearly. I haven't read it at all, so, you know. That's fair. I didn't major in English. Uh, no, our... See, I just didn't read the books I was supposed to read, and I read the Sparks notes, and then did really bad on a lot of the quizzes, and went, huh, I guess I deserve that. These get degrees. Yep. Um. No. So... For me, it's a pretty obvious choice. Off, off, well, it's obvious because we've eliminated the other three. But Snow White is an interesting character in this episode because she is claiming, like you said, that Regina has done nothing wrong. She's so good. I She still has good in her. Right, like she's, she's done wrong, some, but not, not a lot. Not big wrong. Yeah, like, you know, she's like shoplifted from a major chain she hasn't shoplifted right. from a mom and pop store no like fuck corporate america she's doing good she's doing what she's got a capitalism yeah. or something if only um if only. so it's it's weird that they're saying this is a very important i guess at this point to be fair it could also be awarded to regina because her journey is nothing she starts with I'm well I guess she technically does change she starts at I'm good and ends at I'm evil so you know what she went on a journey she went somewhere she went somewhere also she has more involvement in the storybook side of things so she I believe technically she's the anchor that is meant to get us between these two things right like she's involved in the a story plot in Storybrooke, but she's also involved in the Enchanted Forest flashbacks. And that's why, although it is 
weird like the timing of it's weird because it's not I feel like maybe the flashbacks should have gone with an episode that was more focused on when Greg's got her like really in a bad position because mm-hmm. he's saying you're evil, evil you're evil you're evil right it's it's a but. weird pairing and it, and it's I think that Snow is least valuable in this episode because of the fact that um, I lost my train of thought. Oh my god. Oh, she spends most of the episode seeing how great Regina is, how there's goodness in her, and just hairpin turns and negates everything we've learned. She took probably 20 minutes of content and made it ubiquitous immediately. Oh yeah, no, there's no reason to have it. It is completely arbitrary. We don't need it anymore because it doesn't matter also we're not given a reason for that turn we've already fixed it we already talked about how we fixed it mm-hmm. i would have made it the first we fixed right the first kill like that was it's the first like really terrible heinous act that regina has done as queen which then would take her out of people being so mean to the queen which also also helps honestly yeah in that, I don't know that we needed to have this whole, like, well, people are going to, people already hate you. Nobody's going to love you. You're not going to like what you hear. Because yeah. what she could have heard is, oh, nobody really particularly, nobody's like, nobody likes me. But everybody loves Snow more, finds out how they're treated. But she's already done this one heinous act that is spreading throughout the kingdom. Like, everyone's starting yeah. to hear that a whole village has been slaughtered. And so she right. kind of witnesses this turn of events and this turn of the tides. And then Snow sees that this whole village has been murdered and is like... And is upset. Oh, no, no. Fuck that. No, no. Uh, everything. I take back everything because it doesn't make sense if she's been murdering villages this whole time. That re- that Snow was it, like, there's good in her. There's good in her. Oh, wait. I've seen those a, ones are those ones are the, he, that that's where I draw the line is those murdered villagers, not the ones well, back there. The other villages didn't protect me. They just died sticking up for me. And I didn't ask them to. Right. Like I didn't live there for a minute. So. I knew like the baker's name. Maybe I knew it started with the letter L. So we're friends. Exactly. Now. So anyway. So yeah. Uh, it's snow. It's snow. All that to say, the LVP, I'm, you don't even deserve a drum roll. It's snow. It's snow. It's snow. It's, there's no point in that. Like, I, it's not that I didn't enjoy it. Because I had a fun time watching it. But narratively, and from an episode to hit and have an impact, it holds no weight. Particularly when we're this late. We are, right. we are so late in the season. This reads like a season one episode. It does. It absolutely does, except the season... The A-plot. Well, yeah, like, the season one episodes had more cohesiveness between what was happening in Storybrooke and what was happening in the Enchanted Forest. This feels wildly divorced. Yep. But, and also, it's it's 
really late in the season for us. We yeah. don't have that many more episodes. No, we have, we have two. We have second star to the right and straight on till morning. And quite frankly, knowing what we know now, like what we know from having watched the show, they have to get us to fucking Neverland, which is not right. a concept right now. Yeah. We, I mean, we it's have weird. Hook, but we don't have the concept of we Neverland. Have... No. We have Captain Hook, but we have not been really introduced to Neverland as a setting. We don't no. have what we're going to end up with. We don't have Jane and Michael and, or Wendy and Michael and John. Right. Clearly, I, you can tell I'm a Mary Poppins stand Jane and Michael over there. It, but It's fine. We don't have them. We don't, but they're going to come in these next episodes. Yeah. You'll remember. And we're supposed to care about them. And we're supposed to know who they are and care about them. We don't have Neverland as a realm. We don't have a lot of these things. We were only introduced to Captain Hook in the context of the Enchanted Forest. And maybe he drops the idea that he's from Neverland. But but not enough for us to care. Not enough for us to know it and to like want to go see it. Yeah. It, uh, because also, on the whole, the realms we have gotten are all within that same enchanted forest place. Right. The, the, the one distinction is the Dr. Frankenstein episodes, which felt very, they very much made a point of, in Wonderland, that's true, but even that's more of a fantasy world. Like, well, in it, too, but like, it's very, um, like, those are the only two places we've had that are outside the bounds of this fairy tale right peter pan like if you were to say okay i need to put peter pan into once upon a time i'd say stick him in the enchanted forest he fits in right right you don't need an entirely new you don't need world a new realm that we have to portal jump through technically that it's bonkers and it doesn't feel like it's going to be but they're sure gonna have to introduce it in the next oh, man, two I episodes. Believe, I can't believe Neil's going to get shot in two episodes. I don't want him to go. I'm not. I do remember being gutted. So maybe I did like him a lot at first. And then they just brainwash us with Hook. So I do remember I being know. legitimately crushed about Neil dying. I mean, I remember being sad. I also, I know myself. And I know I didn't care about Emma. At the time. Oh, I didn't care about Emma. So, I just remember being crushed that Neil was gone. No, see, so I remember, like, thinking of, in in my brain when we were watching, Neil was the extension of Emma, right? Like, right. he's Emma's love interest. It's all that. So, like, I mean, I was like, oh, that's sad, I guess. But now Emma won't be happy. <laughs> but, no, it was just like, oh, that's, that's sad. But that's, I don't. That's just an Emma plot. I don't need that or care about it. I'm so much more interested in every other piece of this show that like, oh, maybe that'll mean less Emma time. That's fair. And then it wasn't. And then it wasn't. And we had so much more Emma time. I mean, and at the time also, Hook was very much my type. So That's, yeah. I did not realize what a man awful child he was as opposed to... no. The man that is Neil Cassidy. Mm. God, give it up for Neil. Neil Cassidy, everybody. Neil. (laughs)
Love him. Gotta love him. Well, okay, I'm going to do this again now. Okay. You know what? I have good news. What? It can only go up from here. <laughs> I'm just going to drop Thank it in. God, everyone. <laughs> We're here. We made it. We made it here. We did. Thank you, everyone, and we'll see you next week. See you so soon. Um, find us on socials. Find us on socials at Wine, Wine, and One. Beverage comes first. Find us at Gmail. Mm. Same yep. credentials. Have a wonderful holiday season. Yes, we'll see. Yeah, not see you next week. I'm a liar. Mc- we will Lierson, see you just next year. Like everyone. We'll see you next year and again. And we're sorry for everything. Are we? No. No. <laughs> um, I feel like I should have had this prepared, but we have our little wrapped numbers and I'll post them because it was really fun to see, you know, the journey we went on this last year. Aww. So thank you guys for being a part of it. Thank you. Have a great time. See you next year. And on to more shenanigans in 2023. Woohoo! Bye, everyone. Bye.